0: To do with it, I'm sorry, I almost forget for the show. Good morning, thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibition, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artists' work, and even listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Ralph White. Ralph was born and raised in Southern California, and he is one of the premier creators of contemporary fusion art in the Los Angeles area. Ralph is an artist who brings a lifetime of transformation thinking into his paintings. A highly successful executive business coach, Ralph has worked with thousands of clients to redirect their thinking towards possibility, and he brings this philosophy into his art. Ralph has exhibited professionally across the United States as well as in Beijing and Hong Kong. Well, good morning, Ralph, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good
1: morning, Mike. I'm delighted to be here. Appreciate the opportunity.
0: (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you on the show today, and let's start off this morning by having you tell the audience just a little bit more about yourself.
1: All right. Well, I'm 71 years old of... A father of three, a grandfather of, of three. Um, I've been in, uh, in business for you know a lot of years. I've been I was in the manufacturing business. I was in the industrial surplus business. Uh, I've been in the consulting business. An artist, an author. Uh, I live in Southern California. I was born and raised here. I like I like the beach at, in Southern California, and that's one of the things that inspires me is the water. I've got lots of business background up until about ten years. I guess it's actually eleven years ago. I was actually not an artist. If you'd have met me, you know, fifteen years ago, I would have said, you know, no, I'm not an artist. Uh, you know, I can't can't draw um i can i i've done a lot of engineering work you know i can i've done a lot of drafting but uh actually being an artist and making something was something i i literally did not do i would say i'm i'm a business coach i'm a analytical guy and i really don't belong in the art department but uh that was that was me you know f- 10 15 years ago and uh that, now i'm artist author you know spend spend a lot of time and a lot of effort in the, in the in the art area so for the last 21 years i've been a business coach and i've worked with over 5000 business owners and managers in all different sizes of businesses from you know single owners single party owners up to billion dollar companies and i help people come up with Creative Ideas and Possibilities, on, and the, actually the name of my business is Possibilities Unlimited. And I have a website, PossibilitiesUnlimited.com. And so I've spent a lot of time helping people be creative or actually artistic in their business, coming up with ways to make it work better, faster, more efficient, make more money, have more time. And I'm really interested in what I call the work-life balance. And I, so I actually wrote a book called The 12 Steps to Success in Business Life, which is for sale on Amazon. But I, so those are some of the creative things that I do. And the, the 10 years, 11 years ago, when I first got introduced to art, I, it sort of, uh, Reactivated or triggered a more creative process in me. So I, you know, I find that my business ideas are more, let's say, in some cases, outrageous as a result of being an artist. I mean, I, I think that you know, becoming a, an artist freed me up. You know, I, from being so analytical, and and it helped. Uh, you know give me some different perspectives on things. I was actually surprised at that. You know, the combining of the, you know, creative thing, you know, process in art and in business and in writing, you know, gives me a lots of different ways to express myself and to, and to express what I call the creative process. You know, I really believe that we're all artists. Uh, Seth Godin, I believe. Uh, he's one of my gurus in business. Uh, has numerous books, and he talks about how we're all artists, and that our we're here to create and ship that art. And if you do something and you're not happy with it, you know, let it go and do something else. You know, start over. Make, you know, make another one. And I, I like that. You know, it's and it's like. It's like being, you know, working with a blank canvas, and you paint something. And if you don't like it, paint over the top of it. Do something else. You know, to just keep expressing that creative process. Uh, that's really what we're here for. And in whatever form or fashion that, that you know is how you've chosen, or you know, that's that's your art. And the purpose of my art is to provoke creativity in others. Uh, that's that's what I that's why I paint. That's why I'm here, is to you know help people see something that they didn't see before. So I I find a, a you know a lot of similarity between the art and the coaching and the writing. It's it's all you know the letting go of ideas the the flow of ideas through through you know through me it's not it's not mine i'm just sort of the facilitator of it so that's kind of a sense of how i look at it i i don't some of the things i do are um far Far more creative than I am. I don't. I don't. I don't even feel like I have the right to take you know you know ownership of it. It's like I'm just sort of the facilitator of you know what I'm what I'm creating.
0: Well, Ralph, that was very interesting. And what, if I may ask, what was it that motivated you to start painting uh, when you did ten years or so ago? Yeah.
1: Well, I was was attending a church in Culver City by the name of Agape, uh, Church of Religious Science. And I'd done most of the classes in the curriculum. They have lots of different classes they offer, and I'd done most of them. And I was looking for, and some of them I'd done two times, and I was like, okay, what's left that I could, you know, class could I take? And there was an offering for an art class. And like I said, Prior to becoming an artist i like when I went to college, I even avoided the art department because it's like <laughs> I'm not remotely interested in that you know, but i I signed up for I decided, well, you know I'd sign up, I'd try this class I'd just you know see what it was like you know something different and so I signed up for this class, and i we went in and I sit down and the the doorway to enter the room was behind the, in, the the teacher you know so if i'm sitting in the back and so the only way out of the room is you know to exit behind the teacher and he walks in and he's a gentleman with a beret and a beard and his name was Rasuli and he said you know he introduced himself and and then he said you know in this class you're going to lose your mind And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I made a mistake. I'm in the wrong place. And if I could have gotten up and left without causing a big scene, I'd have been out of there. Uh, And uh, uh, so I thought, well, I'll stay here until the break, and then I'll I'll escape. And he, he kept saying interesting things about, you know, art, and how the purpose of art is to provoke a reaction in others. And so I raised my hand and I said, well, if I do a painting and somebody looks at it and throws up, you know, is that art? And he said, yes. He says it provoked a reaction. That's what art does. It provokes a reaction in others. And I'm like, that's kind of interesting. So it's something he said sort of tweaked my mind and I find myself second week I'm back in class I've, and
0: <laughs>
1: I, I worked with him for about five years and I thought you know I kept going to class to learn technique you know I'm very I'm very analytical so I want to I want to know technique I want to and I kept saying you know when are we going to teach te- or is he going to teach technique oh that's in the mm-hmm. next class that's coming That's coming. Well, he never taught technique. And 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 it was frustrating, and I kept, you know, when are we going to learn, you know, the the mechanics of it? And basically, it was, you know, the class was just paint. You know, let go of of the critical mind and just enjoy, have fun. He calls it Layla you know, just enjoy yourself. And so I, you know, it was quite a transition to, to let go of that critical mind. I mean, I, we had a, we had a a model come in for one of the classes and she come by and saw that my version of what, what she looked like. And she says, oh my God, that doesn't look like me. That's, you know, she was like, I thought, whoa, you know, uh, she was quite a reaction to, to my version of what she looked like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I decided, mm, I, you know, maybe I shouldn't do figurative art, you know, because it's too, again, go, going back, judgmental or critical. So mm-hmm. I, I just started, you know, letting anything, you know, sh- show up on the canvas and and I started having fun, and that's that's what provoked me and got me interested in it and you know and that's I, I keep coming back because i i like I like the freedom i like you know I like listening to music, you know usually something like Inya or yanni or something of that nature, and then just put paint on the canvas you know i've I've taken classes in uh colors. Uh, there's a, a you know, there's a teacher named Carolyn Jasper and she teaches art and colors and she's a really great job of it. And I've I've studied it and then I forget it. I have you know, I I so I I have a good sense of color and yet I honestly you know, purposely don't remember any of the rules. So it was, fun, you know, what I went into the class to learn, I have purposely forgotten. So if, I think, you know, if you ask me, you know, what are the primary colors, I couldn't answer the question, you know, because I, 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 I have no, you know, no expectations, no restrictions when I'm painting, and that is, you know, a world apart from what I do. I mean, I spend my day on the phone coaching people all over the world in business problems and and financial problems and balance sheets and business plans and strategies and you know all of the things that, you know, analytical ways of making a business run efficient or more effective. And I was in the fabrication business for Uh, sheet metal fabrication business. So I, you know, my, Ralph the artist is sort of like a second personality to Ralph the business person. So, very diverse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very diverse.
1: Yes. I actually remember, I I can't remember what the project was, but um, I was going to do a painting and then I had some ideas about you know, some other things that I would do with it. And I actually found myself sort of like Ralph the engineer had a meeting with Ralph the artist and said, let's, you know, the artist says, I want to do this. And the engineer says, well, let me figure out how we can mechanically do that or make that happen. You know, and it was like, it was a very interesting, you know, project to to let both sides of my brain
0: sort of intertwine and come up with you know that painting well rap where do you get the inspiration for your painting
1: it you know it it comes from you know anywhere you know it's like i love looking out you know at trees i love i love the greens of nature and you know when i when I became an artist, you know, I, I never, prior to becoming an artist, I never even realized how many different colors of green there is, you know? And and Mm -hmm. so I, like right now I'm looking outside, I have a nice view of trees and the mountains and it's just, you know, you know, looking at the, the different colors kind of provokes, you know, my interest. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I use the art, to escape from you know having to think about things, having to figure things out. So art just you know, I, it's is more like play. And I have probably oh, uh, three hundred and fifty paintings that I've done of all different sizes. And I just you know, I, I kind of look at you know, what is the purpose of art? Why do you know what is you know the you know the real purpose of art, and I and I looked at it. For some people, it's it's to make a living, and that's not not the case for me. So I I'm not going to be a starving artist. I'm not struggling in that arena. So then I said, mm-hmm. well, if it's not to make a living, then you know why? What you know what is that purpose? And I looked at it, and Van Gogh happens to be one of my Favorite artists, and I've I've been to the Van Gogh Museum, and I've you know read books on Van Gogh, and I said, so what's the difference between Van Gogh and Ralph White? And uh, <laughs> I thought, well, I you know my canvas is newer and better quality, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I give you a full canvas of paint. He does not finish. He had gaps and you know raw canvas hanging out there, and. Mm-hmm. He's got more eyeball views than I do. more people would recognize his work than would recognize mine you know, and I decided I'm you know not gonna cut off my ear, I'm not gonna go insane <laughs> uh so maybe I should just focus on getting more people to see my work, and that's actually you know my objective is like. Uh, How many people can I get to actually have viewed my work? That's why I have have at least least a dozen, maybe 15 different websites on the Internet. And I publish a calendar once a year and send it out to about 250 people. So that gets me more eyeball views. So Mm -hmm. I I think that that's, that's really my objective.
0: Well, and Ralph, uh, you sound like you have a real busy schedule. How do you find time to create your art?
1: That's an interesting question. I, you know, I've managed my time. I teach time management courses. And one of the things that I, I say is that, you know, your calendar is a picture of the results you're going to have in the future. So if I want something, I put it in my calendar. So I actually look at it, if I want to to have art as part of my life, I must carve out the time to do that. And I actually schedule 24 hours a day. I mean, my calendar includes sleep, it includes time with my wife, it it includes time for myself, it includes time for my art. And what I find is, you're right, with a busy schedule, if I don't do that, I can end up going a month and not have done any art because I didn't mm-hmm. carve out that time. So I I kind of look at it and and look at how I feel and it's like, hmm, is is art you know is there do I want you know more art in my life at this time and if the answer is yes, then I'm I'll carve out you know maybe Saturday or Sunday to go into my studio and just you know take. I, I can work on a half a dozen paintings at a, at the same time. I, you know, in various different stages, and I'll just pick up something and and start working on it. But it's definitely, you know, in order to make that happen, you've got to make it a priority, and you've got to, you know, schedule mm-hmm. some time. And or it's not going to happen. So I'm very good at you know including it making sure that it's it is a part of my life because I I look at life and like there's four quadrants of life there's financial viability there's health and well-being there's relationships and then there's personal awareness or creativity or you know whatever spirituality whatever that means to you and for me that's art and reading so it's one of the four you know key things that that are part of life, and I lived a lot of years where you know I spent the most of my time in you know in the financial viability area, and nothing on the creative part, nothing in the you know take care of Ralph and now and I look at it in order to be balanced you know i have to i have to put time there so it's actually a a core um principle of my life to be you know i'm very i'm 71 years old and i'm i'm very happy i, I mean i've fine it took took me a while to finally figure out how to live life i have, you know i'd i'd like to have figured it out sooner but you know i i've i've got things pretty well put together where i i have you know i have no wants i i you know i'm just about anything that i wanted to achieve in life i have and uh, i'm pretty happy about that part but uh, i would have done it sooner if i could have figured it
0: out figured it out sooner yes well that's wonderful and uh you know, I, your art is very colorful, as you mentioned uh, earlier, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, right now, I think it's a good time to take a commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about two or three pieces of your art that you have here on the gallery.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: And I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Ralph White's artwork by going to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, click on the Search Gallery tab, and then on the Artist tab and follow that to Ralph White's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants. So if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the Artist Member corner and follow the prompts under the Member Application Process tab. And if you're a designer or an architect or just a lover of great art, who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists from around the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, and even by the individual artist. And again, to view Ralph White's beautiful art, just click on the search gallery and then follow the prompts to Ralph White's name. Ralph, uh, you're an abstract artist, and one of the pieces that you have on the gallery is entitled Equilibrium. Would you tell the audience about that? Certainly. So that one
1: is sort of an ocean view, uh, and I actually, you know, I actually had uh, someone that I was talking to on the phone, one of my clients, you know, looking saying that that was his favorite. Uh, painting from my calendar for 2016, and he said that there was it was like there was a, a island in the South Pacific with an ocean, and you know the the sky, you know the green and the and the whites in the sky, you know were like a windy windy area. I like I like people I like to listen to hear what other people see in my art. Uh, And I learned that when you know the the first I think it was first or second time that I actually had a a showing of my work. You know, I I remember the first the first time that my art was on. I had a a solo uh, exhibition, and Mm -hmm. it was the first time. And and all these people were invited. And I felt like I was standing there naked, and that all these people were
0: <laughs>
1: coming in. Talk, you know, some of them knew me, some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the work, and it was like, oh my God, you know, it's like, you know, my, it, I'm exposed to the world. They're looking at my work. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, I don't like this. I, you know, I think, I think this is kind of an ugly painting, or, oh, this is beautiful. And it was like it was a very, you know, challenging experience to to go through that, you know, because that was, you know, that was prior to letting go of my expectations, you know. So it's like, oh, I wanted everybody to like it, and I, I, as I had more displays and and people, more people looked at it, I found that people would you know come you know in my standing there they would ask me well how did you do it or what were you thinking about or mm-hmm. and, you know they were asking questions that sounded like they wanted to go and and do the same thing or copy what i was doing and mm-hmm. it always it led into a explanation of how i did it and it never really moved towards somebody buying it it was always more mm-hmm. like D- explaining it and so you know <laughs> given that one of the things I do is I teach people how to sell things, I decided rather than <laughs> rather than go that direction, I would ask the person what do you see and that you know that moved it in a different direction because people would start to to get involved with it well I see the I see the yellows or I see the green or I see a beautiful ocean you know like mm-hmm. equilibrium and then you know it's you can go down and well how do you think that would look in your house you know do you, how does those colors go with your your living room and as you get people talking more about it it shows they get more involved in it and they almost like take on an ownership of it mm-hmm. and that's That's how you lead to somebody (laughs) trading money for art, you
0: know. Yeah. Well, one of the things I've always found fascinating as well, and I'm sure you do too, is, you know, four different people can be looking at a piece of art and and not just abstract. It can be almost any other type type or style of art, and you'll get four different interpretations.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yes. Everyone, I mean, uh, everyone has a different point of view in looking at art. So, yeah.
1: See see I I think that the art is designed to trigger your creative process. I think that that's that's why you can walk by something and never see it because there wasn't anything there that triggered that that creativity in you. And then you mm-hmm. walk by something else and you can hardly you can't you're mesmerized by it it's sort of like it it vibrates at the same you know level that you're vibrating at you know there's a connection and that's what you know draws you to it and has it be like you know like magnetic to pull you into it and i think that uh the person looking to enjoy art you have to you have to you know be more of a, you know, open on the creative side of your thinking. Uh, Mm -hmm. For example, before I was an artist, I went on a vacation and I went to uh, Paris and I went to the Louvre and the trip, I was there for about three hours. I went in, I went to the Mona Lisa. I was disappointed in the size of the painting and it's like, (laughs) I was like, it's a small painting and what is the big deal here and I left okay that's, that's that's Ralph White pre-artist okay after i took up art and been painting for about 4 years i went on another trip to europe and i i went to london amsterdam paris and madrid and I went to about 20 different museums, and I spent three days in the Louvre, and I took probably 3,000 pictures you know, of paintings on canvas. And right. I, I found it interesting that, you know, in, with you could move through a room and these priceless objects, these things that were made, you know hundreds of years ago. And you could actually get art, art overload. Like, okay, well, there's another one. I've seen I've seen that kind of painting before, and you and you're just walking past it. And I thought, God, you know, this thing's worth you know millions of dollars, and it doesn't it didn't mm-hmm. attract you because there's so much of it, and uh, it it wasn't it didn't trigger the creative process in you because you were so overwhelmed with so much of it. So it's it's almost like you have to develop an appetite for art mm-hmm. and then fig- feed whatever that appetite is in you.
0: Well, and that is so true. And, uh, and Ralph, I was laughing so hard because uh, <laughs> my wife and I went to uh, Paris when we first were married. And I had very little interest or knowledge of art and she's an artist. And we go to the Louvre and and I said, Well, I want to see the Mona Lisa you know, I was all excited. <laughs> and I had the yeah. same reaction as you did. That kind of little thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've grown to appreciate it now. But boy my first reaction was I'm I'm disappointed, I'm let down. <laughs> I'm expecting, mm-hmm. and I don't. I guess I don't know what I was expecting. I, I guess I was expecting a huge, you know, three a by fifty or something painting. Yeah, b-
1: bigger than that, that. You know, so. bigger than life.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But it's
1: like such a popular painting. Again, it goes back mm-hmm. to the eyeball views. You know, the difference between right. anyone's art and that is more people recognize it. More people have seen it. You know, I, I think that you know that's the that is uh, you know a critical piece of art is uh, is how many people can you get it in front of, and right. and you know and I I did learn that uh, there needs to be a, sort of a thread of uh, consistency in your work. In the beginning, I did mm-hmm. a lot of different types of paintings, and there was no uh, recognition from one to the other. And right. I got some coaching from uh, a lady that had a uh, a, a uh, art uh, gallery in Las Vegas, and she said you need to do things in a series. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, even though my my work is so diverse, there is a sort of there is a thread of me. In the work. There's a consistency where people can recognize it. And I have a friend of mine that has uh, probably about eight or nine pieces of my work in his office, and some of them are pretty good size. And he had a customer come in, client, and look at it and says, Oh, you have an original Ralph White.
0: <laughs> and it's like,
1: it's seen my work someplace else. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, you know, that's like if I could have more of that, you know, mm-hmm. I could charge a lot more money for my work. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, well, well, we got time to talk about one other piece, and let's talk about Submerge. Tell the audience about that piece.
1: Okay, well, Submerge is again sort of like an. Uh, an ocean it, you know it could be it could be the ocean like a purple ocean mm-hmm. with some pink in it or it could be a valley um you know it's it's got a, it's got nice contrast uh, the, 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 the the these paintings have what i call pop uh, you know about one out of three paintings sort of jump out at you mm-hmm. you know i'm actually sitting here looking at the painting and it's it uh you, know, you you can feel the 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 wind blowing the you know the clouds you know it's it's almost as i'm looking at it i can see i you could say there's birds or there's angels and if you if you look at a piece you know for a period of time i can see a face like a big face mask in the, up in the sky and uh, so it's like it just, you know, let's let your mind go in a lot of different directions. And mm-hmm. uh, most of my work, you know, like you said, it's abstract. And so I you can turn it in any direction. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it and it looks differently. And and mm-hmm. I I actually have paintings in my house that I rotate them. So it's like turn it, you know, <laughs> turn it upside down. Mm-hmm. And it's like a whole different painting. So I, you know, I say you get four, four paintings for the price of one.
0: <laughs> <To> yeah. One.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's like you get tired of looking at it. Change it because mm-hmm. I have a hard time. You know, I, I, I paint when I'm an art when I'm in the artist space. I it's almost like I I fire the businessman. You know, he's I don't even mm-hmm. let him present, and I have someone else that. Actually decides, you know, what direction is the best direction. I can't. I look at it and say, you know, do, do I want to go this way or this way? And so I have someone else that figures that out and actually does the pricing on it and keeps track of them. In in the in this area, I am almost like anti the analytical businessman. I I have paintings hanging. You know that I, I have a program called Fresh Art Partners, as to where I will put paintings in people's offices, and they sign an agreement. You know, and and then I'll uh, switch them out in six months. So if they, you know, so they can get they can rotate them and get, you know, have original art hanging in their in their office. And uh, yeah, it, that's that's something that you know, again to get more people. Be able to see the work because uh, I I just like hearing you know uh, what other people see in the in mm-hmm. that in this work. It's interesting. I'm you know I'm getting mesmerized by that by that painting. You know it's it's across the room and it it like mm-hmm. pulls you into it. And and when I'm painting I I, I let go of the critical mind. I let the paint flow onto the canvas and at some point like the music stops or, you know, and I'm done or, you know, or I let the canvas tell me when it's done and then I let it dry and however it comes out is the way it's supposed to be. So like one of the first paintings I was painting in a park and, uh, I had lots of I used a lot of paint. I you know I could, I, I have a painting. You know, it's called Climbing the Wall, and it, it used to be the canvas that I would take to the to the park, and put on the ground, and then I'd paint on top of it, and then it got so covered with paint dripping off the canvas and what have you, that I actually put mm-hmm. you know it's a it's like about a five foot by six foot painting and i i finished it and then i took the shoes that i w- uh, the tennis shoes that i was wearing and i attached them to the front of the canvas and so there's this pair of tennis shoes that are climbing up this wall and it was like all of that was you know from the shoes i was wearing you know when i you know let all of that paint roll over to the canvas and it's about maybe quarter of an inch or more thick of paint it took a long time for it to dry, but it's yeah, like that. when it was when it was dry, it was done. And when and then it you know so it as I look at it and then I bring in the editor and I let the editor look at it and say, "Will you sign it?" And if the editor you know looks at it and starts to hem and haw. I fire the editor, I kick him out you know i it's like uh, you know i i that critical mind will mm-hmm. screw up the painting you know I, it'll oh a little more here and a little more here, and a little more here, and then pretty soon it's like what happened to that pop? what happened to that that energy that jumps out and grabs mm-hmm. you? you know I edited it out you know if i could if I could give any of your listeners a gift that's an artist is that if, mm-hmm. is if you could let go of the criticism, the that internal voice, I think the thing I, you know, I've, I've, I've achieved this and it's that, that internal voice that, well, that doesn't look, you know, those eyes don't look good or that, you know, like the the model that said, you know, that doesn't look like me. If, if you could let go of that, there's such freedom. There's such play. There's so much fun in art, but if you, you know, that internal voice is going to eat you up, you know, it's like, well, that's not good enough, or, uh, you know, I'm not doing a good enough job, you know, I, if you can let go of that, there is so much joy in, in, in painting, or, or any kind of art, and I think that's, that's why I, I'm so passionate about it, that's why I, I love it so much, is because it's, it's a time that I, you know, I'm not judgmental, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I was saying painting in the park. It started to rain, and somebody says, "Well, can I help you with the painting?" And help you carry the stuff to the car. And they and I said, "Sure." And they uh, so I took one of my paintings and they stood it up next to my car. And I come back and the paint had run down the painting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it like because it was still wet, and Mm -hmm. so I just picked it up. And I said, well, okay, maybe it's supposed to look like that. Put it in a car, drove home, let it dry. And that was the first painting I ever sold. You know, somebody <laughs> saw it and said, I want that one. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was, it mm-hmm. felt wonderful. But um, it it was like not letting, not being judgmental.
0: That's, that's what I. That's the gift I'd love to give to your listeners. Well, and that is a. That's great advice, and that's a great gift. Uh, too many times in talking with artists, uh, a lot of artists struggle with when is it done? When is it done? And mm-hmm. it, and a lot of them will tell you in their mind it really is never done. They they just can't let it go. They can't. And they're looking at it with such a critical eye. They see you know flaws, but. Are they really flaws? Yeah, yeah exactly. Your flaws to I, them, but not yeah, to yeah, tell anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had I had a fly
1: land on one of my canvases and start moving around, <laughs> and I'm, I started to get upset, and then I'm like, hmm, that's supposed to be that way," and so I just left it. I just and it it looked great. You know, so it's you know, have fun, enjoy art. You know. And then, and then get it hung and, you know, get it online on your website and let it
0: let let you sell it for them. So there you go. Well, Ralph, it's really been a great pleasure talking with you today. It's been quite entertaining. Uh, you're a wonderful person, and I encourage the listeners to check out your websites and, and get to know and your art and get to know more about Ralph White. Yeah, by all means, and you can also. Uh, you can, you know
1: send me a, a you know an, an email to ralph at ralphwhite.com uh, if you have any questions or if i could be of any help to you
0: sounds great well i also want to thank our listeners for being with us today and again to view ralph white's stunning art to listen to this interview and of course purchase some of ralph's art visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com i want to let all of the artists listening in today No, the Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter your art, just click on the Art Competition tab and follow the prompts. And while you're there, you can check out all of our upcoming competitions and exhibitions. And again, if you're an architect, an interior designer, or just a lover of art, who likes to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then come visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog, so please sign up so that you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. And Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we'll meet again in two weeks. Again, thank you for listening in today, and have a great rest of your weekend.